This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem and the Rocky Mountain region, the founders, funders, and contributors, and most importantly, the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital. And to close out 2021, I realized our last episode drop of the year was scheduled for December 29th. What poor guest would I subject to such a date? I've missed uh, holiday get-togethers, office parties, bowl games, family stuff. Well, needless to say, I, I didn't want to do that to anyone but myself. So uh, here, here we are. Happy New Year. And what I want to leave our listeners with at the end of 2021, uh, well, first of all, it's been quite a year for all of us. The first full calendar year of of dealing with COVID and remote work and and all sorts of other things. And I must say, I think we're 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 doing pretty pretty damn awesome as a as a global community. Uh, we've we've certainly got a long way to go on uh, a lot of tough challenges facing us as as human beings, as, as, a, as, a, as a planet. Uh, I, I think I'll stop there. But what I, what I want to end the year on uh, for our, our Found in the Rockies listeners is something I've been thinking a lot about lately. It's one word that I probably most hate saying, uh, but unfortunately, I, I have to say it a lot. And that word is no. <laughs> And what seems now like a, like a lifetime ago when I ran an incubator, uh, I recorded an artistic sort of inspirational video for founders about the challenges of, of climbing this sort of uh, metaphoric mountain to achieve their, their entrepreneurial dreams. I'll, I'll put the link in the, in the podcast notes if anyone wants to check it out. But part of that mountain, what I, what I talked about running an incubator and, and working with these founders every day was just the amount of times they heard no. And how challenging that is, and how hard that is. But essentially, what what, we're, what I talk about as well in in that in that piece is the very human aspect of having a dream and pursuing it. And and specifically, I talk about how you know dreams aren't aren't just like wishes or or, or fantasies. They're actually real hopes that we have, hopes that we have for our families, for our children, for you know our our our, our way of life, and and potentially for, for generations to come and, and people that we love and people in our communities, you name it. So there, there are these, you know, dreams are these places we escape to while we're watching the clock at the eighth hour of a grueling workday. They're the best ideas we've ever had. They're an outcome to a journey that we've yet to begin, but we're excited to take. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're really about something that we want to build, something, you know, using our minds and our bare hands to build and in, in, in the hopes of, you know, a better, better way of life. And, and then once again, I go back to what our industry does on a, on a daily basis. And it, we say no, <laughs> early stage venture, 99% of the time we're telling people no, we're telling them no to their dreams. And, you know, that, that's, that's not an easy task. Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, it's one of the hardest parts about, I think, our job. And I'm not asking any of our listeners, you know, you don't need to go be sympathetic to your, your VCs in the new year. That's not, that's not what I'm asking for. But what I, what I really want to do is kind of round out the year. I want to highlight something uh, related to, to that, 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 that topic, the, the topic of, of hearing no. I want to make two points. 
Uh, one that really makes me smile. It's the uh, the anti-portfolio concept. I think it's super entertaining, and, and we'll get there. And then the other one, uh, the other point, which I think uh, lines every no with, with some positivity and some hope. All right, so that's what we're going to do today. Um, so number one, I really, really, uh, you know, pride Bessemer uh, Venture Partners for being very public about uh, what they coined and what they call their, their anti-portfolio. These are, uh, if you're not familiar with this, these are the companies that they said no to and specifically why they said no to them. They're very, they're very public and very transparent about it. And, and um, you know, it's, it's super funny, super entertaining. If you're bored uh, leading up to the new year, I've added a bunch of links for, uh, for, for not only Bessemer's anti-portfolio, but some, some other publicly available ones that are, that are just fun to check out. Um, so just, just, just check those out if you're interested. And, and to kind of entice you, um, I want to share a couple, a couple here, a couple of my favorites, just to, yeah, just just to highlight what what I'm talking about. So, uh, the first first one that I really really like is uh, it's a, I think this was on CB Insights. I found this one, but uh, this is Ron Conway of SV Angels uh, that they passed on uh, on Salesforce. Reason why? Well, because the $30 million pre-money valuation just seemed really high at the time. Yep, sure did. As a matter of fact, Ron, I couldn't agree with you more. Pre-money, that, that is pretty pricey for a, a seed stage deal of at any time in history. But, um, you know, given that uh, Salesforce's market cap is about 8,233 times that today, uh, you know, uh, definitely an anti-portfolio company right there. You know, another one of my favorites, uh, and this one's from Bessemer, is Coinbase. Great story. So on a late summer evening in 2012, uh, the email came into uh, Ethan Kurtzwell's inbox with the subject line. I feel like I've seen this subject line many times. Demo day follow-up. <laughs> Coinbase. After the standard pleasantries, yada, yada, da, 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 the sender, Coinbase founder and CEO Brian Armstrong, quickly got to the point. What question, and I, by the way, I love this. This is so great. I, I, I see, I've seen this a few times. I wish I'd see it more, but Brian says uh, to, to Ethan, what questions can I answer for you in the next two weeks that would cause you to invest in Coinbase? Beautiful. To the point right? So the round on offer was 500K on a standard safe at a $10 million cap, uh, of course, for something that no one had ever heard of, right? At the time, 2012, Coinbase. Uh, yeah, you know, what, what, what even is that back then? Uh, and uh, Ethan's pithy response would go on to earn Brian and Coinbase a spot in the anti-portfolio for life. Ethan's response there is really no questions you could answer that would cause me to invest. Of course, almost nine years later, Coinbase would go public in a direct listing, valuing the leading crypto exchange at $85.8 billion, or just a mere 8,580x, 80 times the price that Brian had eagerly offered up in 2012. <laughs> Gotta love it. What a great one. Um, my next, next one is a, is a fun short one, but, um, Chris Saka of lowercase capital passed on Airbnb in 2008. Why? Well, I passed on Airbnb because renting a room in a house while the others were still home was too dangerous. 
Chris, uh, I, even to this day, it still surprises me, but you know, I've gotten over the danger too. I love staying in Airbnbs. <laughs> um, amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh, eight. Wasn't that long ago, right? 13 years ago, but my, how, uh, what's dangerous and what isn't can change in such a short period of time. Um, another good one, uh, OVP, which, you know, shut down after their seventh fund, but really one of the long running Seattle based VCs. So of course, you know where this is going in 1995, OVP looked at Amazon at the time. Amazon had sales of $4 million a year in books. Now for our younger audience, you may say, oh, I I would assume that was, it was at AWS, 4 million. No, 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 no. This was when Amazon only sold books. And OVP said we had a handshake deal on a term sheet sounds like a Montana deal, the handshake deal with the, with the CEO to, uh, I wonder who that was, uh, <laughs> with the CEO to put $2 million into Amazon for a 20% stake of the company, effectively a $10 million post money value. In the 11th hour, some guy named John Doerr, yeah, never heard of him, Kleiner Perkins, uh, flew, flew up and offered $8 million going in for that same 20% of the company. I feel like this just happened to me recently. Um, so, so essentially, you know, effectively a $40 million post money. So doubling, effectively doubling the post money, right? So think about that, doubling the post money, making it a 10x gross annual revenue of book sales multiple is what Mr. Doerr did. Hmm, well, uh, given that uh, Amazon's market cap uh, is currently 1.72 trillion, I, I I I don't even know what that is in terms of a multiple of uh, book revenue, gross book revenue uh, sales. But yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. OVP, super fun. Uh, two more, uh, just because there's so many and they're so good. Kevin Rose of Google Ventures passed on Pinterest in 2009. He said, when I first sat down with Pinterest founder and CEO, Ben uh, Silverman, he had offered up, and I've heard, you know, we've all heard this, of, you know, we've got some really decent traction. Who knows what that was back in 09, but some really decent traction. And he gave me a term sheet at a $5 million valuation. And at the time I thought, wow, that's really high. (laughs) And Kevin Rose passed on Pinterest. Of course, Pinterest's market cap today is $23.81 billion. Uh, So I guess to paraphrase Mr. Rose, I would say, wow, that's pretty high. (laughs) Amazing. And lastly, Perhaps my favorite because I—I I, I mean, this one I can—I can relate to. I feel like I, I could really relate to this, um, and I—and I can relate to this as, as well because I—I I, I have kind of a sidebar story I'll share at the end related to this. But anyway, David Cowan's college friend rented her garage to two people, Sergey and Larry, for their first year. Of course, so now now you know who this college friend was. It was, of course. Uh, Susan Wojcicki, the CEO of YouTube. Um, We all know the story. But anyway, in 1999 and 2000, she tried to introduce Cowan to, in quotes, these two really smart Stanford students writing a search engine. (laughs) And what was David's response? Well, students, a search engine? 
<laughs> and the most important ever for Bessemer's anti-portfolio, Cowan asked her, how can I get out of the house without going anywhere near your garage? <laughs> and my fun story, I, one, of my, one of my dear friends, who was my, my, one of the first kind of senior engineers I ever hired, ever worked for in my first startup, was in college at College Park. Sergey had just graduated, and there was all these talks in the – I think, I think my, my, my friend was a rising sophomore. They were looking for coders to write some early code for this search engine thing, talking about how cool it was. And my, ba- my buddy kind of laughed at it back then because his response was, well, what do we need, what do we need another search engine for? We've, we've got AltaVista pass. Um, so, you know, there's, there's the anti-portfolio of, uh, of, of engineers, uh, but of the same thread. You know, it's amazing when we look back at these. So, uh, so that's that. Check out some more uh, in the links and descriptions below. Um, they're, they're, they're really fun. Anyway, so number two, haha, funny anti-portfolio stories, you know, but, but you know, not to make light of it. No, no still sucks. And, and, and it really does. I, re- I remember, uh, you know, as a founder, I remember how bad it sucks. Um, but I think... One of the saving graces of saying no, or or maybe maybe hearing no, <laughs> as a, as a founder, is I you know I think you have to realize you and and I've realized this um, being on being on you know the other the other side of the table over the past four years, you know venture it's it's actually not a zero sum game and in fact it it it, it never should be. Um, and, that, and what I mean by that is if, if I'm hearing a founder pitch, it's, it's not competitive with any of our portfolio companies. And, and frankly, if it was, we would never hear it. We would not consider investing in the first place. We wouldn't even take the meeting. So for, you know, as I think back of each of the thousand or so pitches I've heard over my first four years in venture, you know, what I want to say is, and I, I would hope this is, this is true of other VCs as well. I mean, we're, we're rooting for all of you. We are. We're rooting for all of you to win, even when we say no. And just because you as a founder hear no a hundred times or sometimes more, and, and just because you may hear that from me or from others, it doesn't mean that we don't believe in your business. It doesn't mean that we don't believe or think that it will work. And it, 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 it never means that you won't win. It just means that for some, you know, usually, frankly, very thin reason, it's just not a good fit. And, and that's okay. We should all be okay with that. Um, and, and lastly, a point to that, frankly, what, what I say or what, what any other VC tells you as a founder, it, it doesn't really matter because the, the secret to being successful as a founder, and, and, and by the way, I, I was a founder once um, who I would, I would say was, was not successful, but, but the secret in being successful is, is all about you. You're going to doubt yourself. You're going you're gonna to risk everything. Yeah, you may you may lose nearly everything, and and at many inflection points along the way, you're probably going to ask yourself, "How much more do I have to give? How much more can I give?" Um, but through it all, I, I really think as, as a founder, it's your drive, it's your determination to follow your dream, push through all those no's, and and for all those no's you hear, you, you just need to find alignment with one. You just need one yes, and that's all it takes. Um, so. You know, to, to to every founder who ever lived, whoever tried to raise, you, you've got to you've got to just smile with every no. No still means we want you to win. We want you. We want to see you in the anti portfolio someday. So, 
To everybody, thanks for being here. It's been an amazing year. We look forward to highlighting more amazing stories of founders, funders, and contributors in our Rocky Mountain region in 2022. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to our podcast page at nextfrontiercapital.com to get links and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop. We'll see you next time.